Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the podcast. I'm hoping that you're tuning into this on your way to work, and then you have big plans after this episode to get out to the tree stand and kill the buck you have trail cam pictures of. And I'm going to grant you right now with luck of the podcast and send us the picture of the buck you kill tonight or this weekend or whenever you're going because this luck of the podcast has just graced you. That's high praise. And then if you haven't picked yourself up a kill cap on workingclassbowhunter.com before they run out of stock, if this little luck of the podcast grace doesn't happen for you, that will double up your luck and you're guaranteed. um, We're not going to give you your money back if it doesn't happen, but guaranteed (laughs) – that you'll kill a buck. We take our word for it. We personally blessed them ourselves. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, Eric kisses the bill of each hat before he ships it out. I Eric's do. like the Satchisai Baba of the... like, uh, of Nag Champa incense, but for the WCB podcast, he sprinkles the magic yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Put the mustache look on it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Eric pu- plucks one beard hair and puts it in the rim of one, the hat. One mullet hair. One, yeah. Yeah. one mullet hair. <laughs> you, put, you put the hat on and get a little flat. We have to limit our order so he doesn't actually run out of mullet. Yeah, so he doesn't right. go bald. Right. He's yeah. got to regrow that shit every year. He's like, he's a fertile forest. <laughs> okay, let me give you guys a rundown on this podcast. This is an episode we recorded in Oregon. We? Um, the fuck is we? I'm getting to that. Okay. You settle down there, bud. And that, easy on the F-bomb on this one. This is a family-friendly. I've dropped the F-bomb like three or four times. Dude, it's hilarious that you mentioned bud, and I'll get to that. Okay, so... We did this podcast in Oregon. We were out recording. It's myself, Sierra, Brandon, and Lucas. Um, it was our hunt camp out in Oregon when we were hunting mule deer. And this is like what hunting camp is. We just recorded a fun, no agenda, just kind of had conversation, recording, had a good time podcast. So just winging it. Just a heads up there. Do you want to do the veteran shout out now or do you want me to do the business first? No, I want to go ahead and get the uh, veteran shout out of the way. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Bud because that's the vet's name. Of this week's shout out sent in by uh, by John Roberts. The veteran's name is Bud Bales. He was Hunter First Airborne. I uh, just wanted to say my grandpa, who was a Vietnam vet and my bow hunting partner, he did multiple tours in Vietnam, receiving a Purple Heart. He's a diehard bow hunter with over 35 years hunting experience. He's 71 years old, still using a climber and a hanging bank set, staying mobile. It's hard Damn. to keep up with. Damn. That's awesome. That's dude, that dude, yeah, that, that's a that's a not-fuck-around type of guy. That's a um, badass name, too, Bud Bales. Bud Bales. <laughs> <laughs> dude, every time he leaves, it's like, man, where did Bud go? Huh, Bud Bale. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. A, he, dude, this is the type of dude who doesn't leave. He shows up early and stays late. Bud, thank you for, his, for your service to this country, and Thanks, thank Bud. you for staying in the woods and getting after it. 71 years, still using a climber. Gotta got don't fuck around. I love that shit. That's the American spirit, and we love it, man. You're, you're a good man. Thank you for your service again to this country. We appreciate it. Very cool. Thank you. Yep. Thank, Thank you for your service, service sir. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Um, you can use code WCB15 at HHASports.com. Um, there's a lot of big things coming down the pipe from them, guys. Lifetime warranty, Wisconsin Proud products. Um, a lot of guys that change that single pin always come back to us and are like, man, I thought I would hate the single pin, but I'm impressed with 
one my accuracy at long distance because mm-hmm. it just clears up your yep. sight picture. It, it's just it's easy aiming. You don't it dials have you in. it dials you in. You don't have any any a whole cluster of pins in your way. You're yep. dialed to the yard. Um, <clears throat> it's really an amazing setup. Um, I encourage you to give one a try. Any single pin a try, but especially an HHA with a lifetime warranty. You won't regret it at all. Support our veterans. Use code WCB15. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Steve, tell me your favorite Scent Crusher product and why. Uh, recently, it's been the closet because I finally got my life organized enough that I could have the closet and have all my gear right there. I've got a spare room ready for it. That closet has been a lifesaver. I get to hunt, hang all my camo up, my boots, been able to throw a bow in there. It's just it's changed how I just keep my camo in there. It's it's nice for me. So I I will definitely say the Scent Crusher closet as a go to. Great, this year. Great plug, awesome. great plug. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. Um, I'll be honest. I've been out of the loop. I don't know if entry is still alive or not. I think it's closed for the year. That I don't know I either. might be wrong. Um, but if it's not, use code WCB25. I know they just had the championship in September. We wanted to get there for that first round. Um, but somebody took home 50 grand, yeah. which is insane. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Sucks we didn't make it there, but yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. We should have went. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Thermoseat, uh, Victory Archery. Absolutely love those arrows. Dude, I've been slinging arrows like like, <laughs> like a mother, which, you know, that, that's going to come out in podcasts. Uh, Element Outdoors, uh, Can Cooker, Elite Archery. We're all shooting the rituals this year. Absolutely love them. The 35, the 30, the 33. Did I say 30? That's right, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm still shooting my ritual. There's a, you know, if you guys heard from last week what's going on with mine. But we're the 30. Uh, but this could be different. This could be different. Um, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Um, the leader in the mobile stand setups and hang-ons from full-length sticks to mini sticks and the trail cam. And now they have a badass wind indicator, which is top of the line. You can cram milkweed if you're one of those dudes. I don't know which way you swing. Or you can cram one of those little vapor puffer things in there. Or you can put your regular powder. <laughs> that was a joke for all the milkweed guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you milkweed guys. How do you drink your Bloody Marys? Blended? Yeah. <laughs> you're um, a milkweed guy, dude. That's like anal- That's like uh, acoustic and stereotype dudes, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, bro, vinyl records are so much better. It's like, no, I kind of like uh, you know, my podcast and analog. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, no, I'm a milkweed guy. <laughs> um, thick and thin. <laughs> use code WCB for uh, everything at LoneWolfCustomGear.com. Uh, big time. Hunter's Blend Coffee. Use code Working Class. And now this uh, this episode pretty much kicks off the relationship with us and Loophole Optics. Um, great people behind that brand. Very proud to be working with them. Um, it just it fe- when when we have a partner, it feels right. So in this episode right here, should kind of show how much fun we have. Um, for our first time meeting and kind of kicked off our relationship with this mule deer hunt out in Oregon. So great people, great products, American made. I got to see the factory. All that's going to come out in some future episodes, but I highly encourage you to check out a loophole rangefinder, um, binoculars, a scope, whatever you need for your hunting setup. Loophole's got you covered there in one aspect or another. So check them out. Um, and thanks for listening. You got anything to add quick before we fire off? Nope. Nope. All right. Enjoy. Double flip. And that, I got to tell you, that trampoline was loose. Hey, Brandon and I came to a th- <laughs> we came to a conclusion today while we we're hunting. You look like an off-brand version of Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Off-brand. <laughs> I don't remember talking about off-brand. Off-brand's not bad. I shop at all these, and there's tons of good stuff there. Shout out to my sponsor. I said, mate, I, I, to be fair, I said to a fair. thinner face. To be fair. A thinner be I would fair. say, I feel like you and Nick Mutt in camp would be crazy because it's kind of the same personality. I said a thinner face. <clears throat> I got to look this up. Hold on. Thinner face. Off-brand's not a negative term, is it? I mean, what's the name? Like, what was the I feel name? like it's like a copycat. Yeah, like Claritin and Walgreens version, <laughs> like off-brand. Oh, it's like great value. That's what I sh- that's what yeah, people buy. Savings. Great value version of Nick Munn. <laughs> yeah. But you still work the same. Yeah. So. Well, all right. So we're doing a podcast. We're in hunting camp in Oregon. We're all hunting mule deer. And instead of introducing everyone, we're just going to do a circle. This is Kurt Geyer talking. You know, this is working class bow hunter. Welcome. 
And we're going to go over to uh, the Great Value version of Nick Mont over here. <laughs> He's currently showing like it's, it's close. He's got a picture <laughs> like of Nick Mont. Actually, like I said, a thinner, thinner face. face. <laughs> Nick like, Mont's an attractive young fella. I would it's say not a, it's not a bad thing. More narrow-faced. Apparently that guy is Hold that up again. devilishly attractive. It's pretty close. He got boyish good looks. Is he boyish good looks? Is he charming? He is charming. Question mark. You've never ne- you've never met him? No. He's a good dude. I bet he is. Introduce yourself. Uh, hi, Nick Munt. I am <laughs> Lucas from Leupold. That's it. Are you gonna give us like some? I want like a third person, like split personality persona, because you you've been doing like different voice impressions. This whole trip so far, so I figured you could just Shane. surprise us. Do your Shane one. <laughs> All right, do that one. Do um, it's, Sean Connery. No, it's Sean Connery. So let's let me say one thing to you today. There is good, and then there is great. <laughs> and what we have seen from me during this hunting cap experience is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so apparently. There's good, great, and terrible. <laughs> and not. What am I? It's terrible. <laughs> you kind of sound like the Grinch. <laughs> oh, that, well, there we go. Yeah. Because, you know what's weird? <laughs> Recently, my heart grew two sizes bigger. Bigger, yeah. I know. Yeah. I thought you were going to go two sizes too small, because that's mm-hmm. normally what, what, you know, what, what, yeah. what it was. Right. All right, we're making the circles, because we're going to come back to you, because yeah. your impressions are funny. <laughs> Um, and we're the only two guys in Canton who haven't killed anything yet. So. We're terrible. We're terrible. <laughs> All right, going around the table, introduce uh, yourself. I'm Sierra Lingbell, and I'm here hunting, and that's it. And you killed a deer today. <laughs> I did kill so a deer So you're better today. than us. And and if we, I, so I walked through camp and looked at all of the kills that have happened in the last two weeks. Sarah's number one mm. by a long shot, too. Everybody else. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> like, but how how many? Like, how much bigger? Um, what about Brandon? I would we're, say we're getting to Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone else is terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah. She, I mean, if you were to say, <clears throat> I don't know, most people, unless you quit at trucks, your 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 crowd probably loves trucks, right? Um, thanks for stereotyping my my audience, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I love trucks. Yeah, probably I'm your audience. So give give me a good I'm your a truck comparison. <clears throat> what I saw in camp were like really they were nice Toyotas but they weren't really they weren't lifted right they didn't stock. have yeah they were just basically a stock Toyota Tacoma is what it is she brought over a three quarter ton Super Duty lifted I mean, with all the work six inch lift there's definitely some mutters on there and uh, it was tight that puts things in perspective <laughs> I'm just saying and, hey here's the thing everybody would totally like to drive a, a Toyota Tacoma. They would right. want to drive that. But if they had the opportunity. Uh, if you're going to give me a choice between you're gonna step it the up. stock Toyota or the three-quarter ton Super Duty that's all tricked out, I'm going to drive that one. <laughs> I'm going to drive it. Okay, I can't disagree. That's a great comparison. I, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I liked it. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't either. La- last introduction to <laughs> the table, Sir Brandon. Well, I, just before I introduce myself, I want to know what Lucas has been driving all week. <laughs> A Pinto. <laughs> I, I was, was going to go El Camino, but... It's not El Camino. Yeah, it's I not even a truck. You seem like an El Camino guy. <laughs> Introduce yourself, Brandon. That way we can get on with our bullshit. This is a bullshit podcast, what we're doing here, so... Brandon Polnick. Uh, yeah, Brandon Polnick. Shot a slightly smaller... Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> I don't feel like I was quite... Tacoma, maybe I was just like a half, a half ton. Maybe I was like, maybe I was at least like a full size pickup, and or yeah. a Tacoma with a lift. I just wasn't a yeah. diesel. No, yeah, it, it wasn't the truck that you drive. Basically, yeah, it's basically what, like, <laughs> what Lucas described. Yeah, she stole your truck. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't do this. Like, exp- we'll start with you since we're on. I couldn't right even now. get in the lot. <laughs> Tell people what you do, Brandon, and then we got to go back to you, so, Sarah, because you didn't cover like what you do. Or why people should know you I or where to follow it. you. I was avoiding I know. It. And I did a terrible job of making you tell people why, <laughs> I why you're here. Because it's a really it. long list of what she does for a living. Well, then since it's <laughs> longer than yours, we'll start with you. Yeah, mine's not long at all. I catch bass for a living. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that that, pretty that's cool. Yeah, that's like the short end Two-time Bassmaster champion. <laughs> hey, he and I will add this, too, about. because <laughs> our listeners know uh, my he buddy Jordan from Combination Creative. That's the guy I've been texting because Jordan's a huge fisherman. So I've been texting Jordan... 
about Brandon, and I sent him a selfie of us hunting today, and Jordan's like kind of like fangirling out Ooh, over him, which is hilarious. I should. Mm-hmm. He thinks you're pretty. You're pretty in the face. Yeah, <laughs> give, him a, give him a loop. He always he now Jordan's texting me fishing references to tell Brandon. <laughs> so I'll be like, hey, he said this. I don't know what it means, and then Brandon just like, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's so I'm true. like, I'm like, okay, yeah. That was, whole, that was part of our day. It's a crazy world, man. It's a world that I know nothing about, yeah. but I respect it. It's it cool. is a cool world. It's uh, it's similar to the hunting industry. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, same type of stuff. I'm just different angle chasing, of it. chasing bass instead of right. muleys and elk. And but you are things, ab- but above average at the fishing uh, game. Explain it a little sure. bit. What do you mean explain it? Like explain like, like how, the process? Yeah, like so or if just, someone's like... And, and we'll intermingle this. Yeah. this is a, in our so I guess it, bull, like yeah, someone's yeah. like, "How are you a professional fisherman? Like, how do you make your money? Like, how's that happen?" So I haven't worked a regular job in the last nine years. Okay, that's awesome. So I, I am actually proud of that. I don't brag about my fishing stats, but well, that's what I'm, I'm trying, proud I'm trying that to do I that have, for you. Yeah, we're giving you not, this platform. I'm, I'm just I'm glad that like I've not had to work a normal job. <laughs> Okay, in the so, last so nine years, so. angler of the do, year. Do this. Do. I can throw that one out. That one's real. That one is so real. angler of the. See, most knew, of our I listeners have, are like you. strictly bow hunters for the most part yeah. and might not know. Like, explain like what you've done to be a professional fisherman. So the last nine years, you haven't had to be a goddamn coal miner or something ridiculous. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> he's so, caught a lot of fish. Yeah. So, um, like, give us, give us your like, give us some of your awards. So if well, you go to your Instagram, what's it say in your bio? Oh gosh! Uh, you know? I think it has his phone number on there. Oh. Call him up. <laughs> Ask him some questions about crappie fishing or something. So it <laughs> would be uh, 2017 Angler of the Year. Lucas is making inside jokes. Um, Angler of the Year, three-time elite champion. Um, one of the ones I'm most proud of. Bass Nation national champion. That's how I qualified. So oh, okay. 2010, I won the national championship. Which is like the working man's version of right. tournament fishing. So you, you qualify for the state team, then you go to regionals, you win at regionals, then you go to nationals. You how are you nationals. winning? Like how do you win those? Uh, so they are typically three to four day tournaments mm-hmm. most of the time. Accumulative weight, and then um, and then there's also the Bass Pro Tour, which is so you have. Bassmasters, which is your five largest fish each day, mm-hmm. and then you have the Bass Pro Tour, which is every single fish over one pound counts. Oh, oh really? I so, did not know that. Typically, like a little bit different strategies in both, um, and they just take a different perspective on each one. Because gotcha. on your on your the one with, that's your five biggest fish, if you catch one, you got to remove one, right? Exactly. So when you catch your sixth one, it's called culling. So you would. I mean, it's essentially like shooting a coal buck, right? Like mm-hmm. you're getting rid of one that you don't want. So if your live so well, if like, your live well is your plot of land, your lease, I'm gonna break this down into this is nice. Hunters. I like this. I so like if, this. if your live well is your lease, yeah, right, and you got five just like solid, good, mature bucks in there, uh-huh. and you shoot or catch a giant. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get rid of the smallest one. Right. Do, you, do you get a okay. key of the smallest you get one? So if you're like trying a... to grow the biggest bucks on your piece of property, right. you're going to cull out the small genes. Question. Do you keep a like a mini scale in the boat so you can actually weigh them? Or do you have to be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, that's a good so, question. So uh, I actually keep two things to keep a scale. So I have like a Rapala digital scale that has a touchscreen where you can weigh it and save the weights. I feel like that's cheating though, by the way. Weighing them? I don't know. Uh, like mid-tournament, I feel no, like you I should, like you should be able to because yeah. that's what adds into the, so, the cull. That's yeah, how you know which one to cull. When, when you're deciding what buck to shoot, do you get to just like like Measure. trap it, hold it, like tape it up real quick? Ooh, that's a good point. <laughs> no, you just got to guess. <laughs> well, no. Just take a guess. That's a good but point. I've already got it in my hands. If you could go out there and catch that buck without killing it, I or guess. Or if you could see like, a buck. Like if you Damn, can, some inside jabs oh, going on over here. Ouch. Getting dirty. Take your El Camino back around the barn, Lucas. <laughs> El Camino. So, so it plays into like the strategy on like, do all do I throw? So do you just catch six fish and then do your culling? Yeah. Or, yeah so you, well, depends. Some state laws say that once you have five, like they don't allow culling. 
So you have to be selective in your five. Oh, really? If that makes so sense. So you have to take some risk. It's like, like, I think I can catch a bigger one than this. I'm going to throw him back. Yep. That's got to be mm-hmm. a little yeah. nerve-wracking. Ballsy move. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm, I imagine There's you have a formula many. because you've won so many tournaments that you kind of have – you ha- probably have, like, a way you like to do it that works for you. I, I don't expect you to talk about it like that in detail, but – The culling process? Yeah, I'm not. sure you have, like, a formula in your head on your culling process. Uh, well, if you can – if you're allowed to cull, it's pretty easy. You just keep your five biggest ones. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a scale, and I'll weigh them. To make sure that you have, like, your – you at least have an idea of what your weight is. Yeah. Um, but then I don't really trust anything that's digital. So I have a balance beam that's perfectly zeroed with a bubble level on that's it. That's insane. And then they have cold tags on them. So they're, like, non-puncture cold tags. And those are all balanced and weigh the same. And then you just hook the balance beam to the cold tags. So if you're oh. going getting ready to coal and you've got two, like, say it says it's – 4.02 and 4.05 pounds. I don't trust the scale enough to make that decision. What's the smallest beam. the smallest amount that you have won or lost by? Ooh, that's a great question. I, We're co-hosting right now. I won. I love that. <laughs> I won um, actually before I was fishing for a living. It was the year before I qualified, so 2010. I, me and a buddy were in Tennessee, and we were just – well, I had won 20 grand the weekend before as a co-angler. God damn. Humble on the brag. FLW. Humble. Yeah. <laughs> 20, gra- 20 Gs. Well, before that, we were about out of money. We had been on the road for almost two months at this point. My, my boat had been wrecked. I had to fix that. We didn't know if we had enough gas money to get home. Mm-hmm. So then I won this tournament. That sets up the next story. So we go into a tackle shop, and they're like, hey, we got a open this weekend you guys can fish mm-hmm. well it happened to be on a lake that i was practicing for another tournament so perfect so like, you're there I, anyway yeah i'm a 22 year old kid that just won 20 grand i'm like i'll gamble 250 bucks this is 10 grand guaranteed first place so me and my buddy enter it we just go fishing practicing mm-hmm. we ended up winning by 0.01 one one hundredth of a pound did Which you is have, essentially water weight. Did you have your grand. you have your balance beam in that one? Uh, yeah. Oh, damn. So this was what? How, how old? Are you? Oh, I was young. Said I'm 31 now. Okay, so that's like almost 10 years ago. Yeah. So this is back when things were getting like serious, like where you're you're making money, money. Uh, or no. yeah. I mean, like before then, well, it was funny. Like the other day, I actually I was going through a bunch <laughs> of stuff. We just moved into a new house. I'm going through paperwork, and I find my 2009 pay stubs. Mm-hmm. I was working two jobs, and I made like 26 grand and working. You, and you would just beat that at 22. Yeah, and I just did that in like two, two weekends in a row. That's awesome. And then so that year I made a bunch of money, bought a Tundra, and traveled around the country the next year, and I haven't worked a normal job since. Dude, that is nuts. Thank yeah. you. Thank That's you, the American dream. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Long story, but short congrats story. to you for doing that. Thanks, and like making that work for you. And the yeah. moral of the story: get yourself a balance scale. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're all going to take away and, from this. And in a really, fish, in a really long roundabout way, that's how I ended up here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that <laughs> Honestly, is cool. okay. Now I mean, that yeah, it really is. Really now that like you that. just told that amazing, inspiring story. We're going to go to Sierra's story. I don't think I can uh, match that okay, one. Let me, let me do this. Okay. She's very well-versed. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got – so this hunt – we can go to this on another podcast. But we're supposed to record more than one. So if you don't hear another podcast from this camp, it's shame on us. It's because we, we got tired. It's because it's, it's we, we got tired, and that's something. the only reason. Um, it's tired. It's tired for sure. What? Um, so basically when I got the list on who's going to be on this hunt, I just followed you guys on Instagram – and I'm like, oh, man, I've been out of the loop, and I'm nobody um, on this hunt. So, because you guys just have – I'm the only nobody, just so you know, on this hunt. Because <laughs> you're somebody. <laughs> you're Mr. – if you're from Illinois, Leopold. Um, let's see what I did there? You did. Um, but anyway, you guys have, like, <laughs> a major impact like in the outdoor industry, and I think you've killed, like, one of everything, it seems like. I try. <laughs> I dabble. <laughs> yeah. So how did she's killed more than all three of us combined? Give, give us your back, like your background. 
Um, well, and, and you can like humble brag. Like it's fine. Like I'm interviewing <laughs> you to get this stuff out. Make my job easier. You can actually also just real brag. I think that's yeah. Okay that's too. justified. Like why do we have to be bragger, humble? Really? It's not even bragging. It's, it's just you, fact. It's you're just giving. <laughs> you're just telling stuff you've done. Uh, I am a photographer and a taxidermist, and I like to travel and hunt, and I do that as much as I can, and I built my life around it, but. Um, Every year I try to do something new, a new hunt or a new place, or mm-hmm. I just have all these goals, and I don't know. Every year I smash them. So. That's awesome. <laughs> what did you do last week? I killed a moose in Alberta. Yeah, like three days before you came here, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I got in the car, came here. And, and was it a tiny moose? It was a pretty big moose. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah? Weird. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a trend <laughs> here. Did you, did you kill a tiny mule deer here? I killed a pretty okay mule deer. Oh, interesting. Huh. But not her biggest <laughs> mule, bigger than anything we've shot, yeah. all three of us, bigger but not her biggest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, likewise. But it's pretty cool, though, because like, I was scrolling through your Instagram. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but she killed that with her bow. Um, oh, goat. It's probably the goat. Yeah. yeah it's, in Hawaii. In, I'll give you I, – I don't know you well. I just know you for the past three, four days we've been hunting here. And I think a lot of guys – and I hate even like talking, bringing this up, but a lot of guys see like female hunters and think like a certain thing. And you are definitely like the real deal when it comes to killing. Like no one held your hand. You know what I mean? And I think guys, well, Brandon think tried, that. but she was like, "Get off my hand!" Right? And <laughs> then kill the bigger buck. Really, it was super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That didn't really happen. You're putting people in some awkward spots yeah, right now. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody's like looking like, dang, dude, why are you doing this? <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> As she said, don't win my hand. <laughs> it's it's fucked up. <laughs> but it, it's just crazy. Like you've you've done it all. So how do you like how did you get to the point where you can manage to do like go on a moose hunt and then come back to a mule deer hunt and then like what are you doing after this mule deer hunt? I guess uh, I asked like three so questions there. So Right after this mule deer hunt, I fly I drive to Portland. Mm-hmm. And then fly to Maui to oh, hunt there with my stepmom. I'm taking her to hunt. Um, That's awesome. Hunt what? We're hunting axis deer, does, and then I don't know. She'll probably get a shooting management goat or something. And that's where I hunted early in the year. I Why does? Uh, so the axis deer in Maui are. It's year round season too. Isn't it's it? year round. There's no tags. It's like. You just need a license, and you can shoot as many as you want. But they're just invasive, and there's so many. Like, they don't have any natural predators. They have some wild dogs on the island, but that's it. So right. you go there, and these these areas you hunt, like, there's one um, ranch, basically, you hunt, and they have to cull or they have to take off over 600 does a year just on this one area. Holy shit. Just because they, there's just that many. Like, I, I mean, it's not unusual to go out and see 400 deer a day. Holy crap. In like a morning. Jeez. like I heard that's one of the best meats too. Oh, it's incredible. I, I would say ranking meats, it's number one for me. How, like how much – I mean what do you eat normally? Because you're from Nebraska originally. Yeah. Like what's the number no, one? I, I actually have only lived there for five years. I'm okay. originally from Washington. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. So, <laughs> so what would be – why, lower... why does that make more sense? Because <laughs> our dad lives in Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? Well, I didn't know – did, but did we cover that? I didn't Not know. yet. No, we no. didn't. Okay, so it's just – just so, trying to clue the listeners. Yeah. In. What would be Such like a good co-host? <laughs> I, there's like I'm, I got like five questions I want to ask, okay. all balled up in one. What would be your number one like in the lower forty-eight game animal? Like, what's the one you eat the most often? Um, antelope or elk. Okay, so if you had to scale that, like elk on a scale of one to ten, where do you put elk meat? If I only ate elk and whitetail and mule deer, I would put it obviously at ten. The top. But having eaten antelope. Axis deer, moose. Yeah. I would say, and I hate saying this, but I would definitely say it's four or five. Well, why don't you, really? just, why don't you rank <laughs> okay. all of this? Yeah, rank, rank give me the rank. Like so, in the in the one to four. So yeah. number one to me is axis deer. Number two. Why though? Why, that's what, and I'm sure people so want to know So the why. axis deer is the leanest of all the wild game. It's technically considered fat-free. And there's something about it. It's, it's absolutely incredible meat. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, very buttery texture. It's more, it's not tough. Oh, really? Um, Almost like tuna? (laughs) No. The fishing guy. (laughs) If you, no, but if you think about, like, I'm imagining, like, a red chunk of tuna that is, and they explain it as, like, buttery, like. Yeah. Right. I've never had a steak that's, like, buttery or soft or. 
Only yeah. rich. Yeah. Put butter yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. But you're saying that's just how it is naturally. Yeah. It's amazing meat. It's not. I really? wouldn't say butter as in flavor butter. No, butter I'm thinking as like texture. Texture, like really soft, good meat. So is it one of those meats that you have to like really watch how you cook it because not it's fat free? You could do whatever. Char it and it's still be good. Yeah. No, it's really? amazing. Buttery. Well, when you say fat-free lean, I think like you have to be careful because you could lean. overcook it. No, you yeah, know? it is super lean. You can't overcook it. it but it is the, – the flavor is just incredible. It's – it's there's not gamey at all. It's mm-hmm. very, very – it kind of tastes like – and I don't want to compare it to steak, but that's what most people are going to – Well, that's the standard. Like, that's what most yeah. people know. It's very – like it's just like eating filet mignon, but all of it. Really? Yeah. Very what, good. Um, so where does the moose fall on that spectrum and compared to like an elk? I would say third, yeah. But I don't, it's so hard because they're all just so different in flavor. And right. It's just one know. of those things, like, the reason why I like to ask you that is because yeah. I don't know really anyone else that's had mm-hmm. all of them, especially being from the Midwest. It's just not a common thing for people to get out and have, yeah. like, that type of adventure hunts, that, like, back to back to back even, too, yeah. you know, because you're eating them all in the same year, and I'm sure some yeah. of it's, like, one night you're having – Moose. No, like I'm, yeah, I'm eating it, them in the same month. Right. Yeah. So, but whereas for me, is like I just killed my first antelope. I'm going to eat that antelope up really yep. fast, and then I'm on the whitetails. Mm-hmm. And if I could, and maybe I, I could save for some of it, but I'll just go through the antelope really quick. Yeah, versus I, like a moose, a moose and then a mule deer and an elk. Yep. Like that's a lot of meat. It's a ton of meat. My moose deboned was 430 pounds of Ooh. meat. Of meat. So Straight do you split meat. that up with your family, or how does it all work? Yeah. So I'll leave some with my dad. Um, because since I drove down from Alberta, I stopped in Washington, left the meat with him and then left the rack with him and all that. And then came down here to hunt. So I'll leave him, you know, probably a fourth of it if he, whatever he wants. And then I split it with my family and friends or I take it home and I, I, I cook a lot. So I cook for family and friends or I'll give it away to our friends. Um, yeah, I'm always sharing it. I, I like people to try new things because to me, that's the main part of hunting. That's how you get people to accept hunting is by sharing yeah. the meat, you know, which yeah. is the main part of it. So Yeah, and plus it's probably cool to like see people's like excitement to eat a, a moose. And yeah. Like I've never even – some people have never even seen a moose, let alone no. get to eat one. Yeah, it's, which it's, is cool. it's interesting. Like people will come over and I'll make them deer or I'll make antelope and – then they see the animals on the wall, and they, mm-hmm. they all of a sudden it's like are full you, circle. Big, well, obviously you're big in the taxidermy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did we cover that yet? No. We're still on moose. We're still Sorry, on Sorry, I got on a tangent. We're ranking meats. <laughs> she mentioned it, but it was like photography taxidermy. Tell us about your meat. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. So we're still getting to know who you are then. So talk about taxidermy then. Because I was gonna, I was just going to ask you, are you big into taxidermy? Of course you are. But mm-hmm. like, I'm, do you mount everything you shoot for the most part? And then tell, no. and then transition into the taxidermy game. I mount a lot of it, um, but no, I don't mount at all. I mean, I have, you know, euros or yeah. I use it and I incorporate it into other mounts, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. no. So I guess this filters into the next thing. It's like people are probably wondering how you do these hunts, yeah. like back to back, like this, which probably goes into like, I guess. The volume one of what your profession is, and then I'm sure there's a like hundred <laughs> volumes of how you make your money or whatever. Would you not have to go into all those details, but the ones that you're willing to share? Yeah. So I kind of built my life around this. Um, so when I was young, I had a nine to five. I was actually an accountant, and I had it. Really? I worked for I think eight or nine months, and I absolutely hated it. I would go to my desk, and I would I would have all my paperwork, and I. All this stuff I had to do for the day, and I'd sit at my desk with my hands in my head and be like, I can't get through today. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, I just can't do it. I quit. And but, So can we just shout out to all the accountants out there? <laughs> like, you do you. Can like, we? good job for we, doing you. I, it we just wasn't you. for me. I couldn't. I'm Stay not an accountant because not everybody yeah. can make this lifestyle work for I them. have a really hard time just sitting. Like, I just can't. I can't do that. And, yeah. And it just wasn't my thing. So I was like, how can I change my life? But growing up, I knew that I wanted to build a life that... You know, they, everyone says, oh, build a life you don't need a vacation from, but very few execute that. And that's yeah. not – like I am not that person. If I want something, I go after it or I get it done. And yeah. that's just how I've always been. Right. Well, the uh, problem is with that is our audience is perfect because no one's ever taught how to, you know, execute like your dream path and career. They don't teach that anywhere. You have to like no. take the risk and follow it yeah. on your own. It's all risk and you can't be – is scared to go after it and you kind of i mean honestly i was kind of forced into it so mm-hmm. like forced into growing up and that's kind of yeah. what it was like this is what i want to do with my life and this is what i'm going to do so mm. 
I just built my life around that. I knew I wanted to hunt all the time. So I, I built my jobs around that. Like I was, I was saying earlier to somebody that I built, I mean, my truck or my dogs or hunting dogs and my house is, has mounts in it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a love or like something you do on the weekends. It's a a lifestyle. You've built your life so that you can live it how you want. And I don't want to ever take that for granted. Right. For sure. Yeah. We had a conversation, I think first day in camp of you're talking about just some different things about the industry and how some people look at it as, um, just like a nine to five to where it's like, Oh, I have to do this mm-hmm. where I, th- you and I kind of talked about today, Brandon. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy to think that some people would look at this space in that type of way, you know, whereas for all of us here, the outdoor industry is the dream that all, you know, most people want that are in, in into the outdoors. And I don't think I'd ever take it for granted or like look at no. it as a nine to five because I've worked shit jobs. I have, I've worked a lot of shit jobs and you don't work one shit job. You work three shit jobs at the same time Yeah. to make the money so that you can go do these hobbies. And there's so much sacrifice that goes into it. Like this doesn't just fall into your lap. You know, you have to work for it. And Mm -hmm. that's what people don't see the back end of, you know, what Brandon was saying when he was, his boat broke down and you know, he's, he can't even eat. And then he won this tournament. So people don't see all this failure that goes into being successful, but you have to have both. You really have to have the failure to even appreciate the success. Right. Otherwise somebody will come in and take it out from underneath you because Because you're just spoiled and you, yeah. And you stop working for it Mm -hmm. and you have to work every day. Yeah. Well, so I'm on a different spectrum from you guys for sure, because I'm, I feel like I'm just getting my roots down to where I want them to where I can build heavier off that base and, and do this type of thing more and more. Um, but like a lot of my like people I know at home are like, because I just went to South Dakota and then now I'm here in Oregon and it's like, dang dude, you're lucky. But I'm like, man, yeah. I was like, I, I was no, on no pay from my yeah, day job the whole time in South that. Dakota. Yeah. There's a lot of side hustle and struggling. And, and the yeah. side hustle, like, I, I'm here in Oregon because of working class bow hunter, yeah. but I didn't get lucky and just get a call from loopholes like, hey, you guys want to go hunting? I mean, it, I did get lucky there to a point, but I also had the hard work to get recognized by somebody to say, hey, want to go hunting? And that's five years of daily hustle after mm-hmm. my after day job hustle. Five. Yeah. So and it's sacrifice. And, yeah. Yeah. And pissing my family off and missing <laughs> all the shit that you miss and all between there and the hard work. So mm-hmm. it's all, uh, I mean, you just got to want it. If you want yeah. it hard enough and you do it right, it, yeah, it works there's out. really, it's no, there's, you either make it happen or you don't. And I don't believe there's anything in between. Yeah. And people make excuses. Oh, I can't do this because of this and this and this. And no, it doesn't work like that. It's not there's meant for a you, thousand yeah. people out there in your same situation are making it better than you because they've decided not to settle. Yeah. So for sure. And I think of it that way. And then I feel like shit because I'm like, well, I don't really feel like shit. But I look at it like a harder perspective is like, I could be doing a lot more. So I'm always trying to like snowball and work on, work on myself to work on my dream. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Kind of yeah. like you know I'm always trying totally to like does. yeah. If you if you hate Monday, you need to look at your situation and adjust it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's what I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> if where, you hate your Mondays. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, we got all down a dark inspirational path. That there, wasn't but dark feel, at all. That was awesome. I feel it was good. <laughs> now let's go to Lucas. We never covered your taxidermist, so that, yeah. we were getting there. We never got I'm a taxidermist and a photographer. Let's go to Lucas. <laughs> Lucas, what's up? Tell us about your dreams, man. I yeah. have zero interesting things, <laughs> like literally. Can you talk like Sean Connery at least for a little bit? Yeah. Can she, you sing us a love song? There's a lot of interesting hey, can things. Hey, can you sing the, the audience some Tenacious D? I cannot. Oh. But. <laughs> All right. But, <laughs> he can. I not. cannot. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> deep breath. We're, We're just still waiting. waiting. <laughs> oh, all right. Eric is a co-host of Working Class. Okay. You guys haven't met Eric. And Mustache Doug is one of our fill-in guys. He, Doug mustache has a great Doug. mustache. Great mustache. That's good luck for hunting, too. Superstitions. You know, we talked about that. Their thing is, I told you guys before the show, they listen to Tenacious D on the way okay. to the stand. Okay. And I brought up Tenacious D, and you sang a little bit. I did. And it was great. That song is probably not appropriate for it's this not. episode. <clears throat> no. Um, and everyone that loves Tenacious D probably knows what song we're talking about. Right. It's a great tune. Yeah. I think the, the Sanzibar is in that one. Yes. Yes. We've. I think mm-hmm. they've actually sang that song on the podcast um, probably in the last year. Yeah. I. You know, I don't know if I know if the words offhand um, – I wish that you had the music of like the uh, yeah tribute tribute 
We could play it. Yep. Me and my brother Kyle here. We could play that quietly on someone's Spotify to where just you could hear it so we don't get hit for copyright infringement. Oh, yeah. Because they would never know my voice. Well, no, because you would have your own, like, Lucas Leupold flair. Right. Okay. There we go. You know, you guys are whispering into (laughs) headset mics. (laughs) We went walking down a long and lonely road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Damn, man. I really thought – I was really hoping you were going to say that. Can we like – well, let's – you could do let's that. Let's talk about you like what up. he actually <laughs> does though. Yeah. There's Lucas. Shined, a shiny demon <laughs> in the middle of the road. And he said <laughs> – Play the best song in the world, or I will eat your soul. <laughs> and the, the guitar goes. Rum, 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 rum. <laughs> That's and pretty good. Me and Kyle, we each looked at each other, and we said, "Okay, rock." <laughs> <laughs> You almost lost it in the middle of that. I, I, I was record. I want. I had to record what it. What is going on? <laughs> I was hoping you're going to keep going. And we I d- played the best song in the world. I just I, you know, I have to look up the words. I know it's like when you do it on karaoke, the words are right in front of your face. I know. A, you want me to pull it up on my phone? No, I, I started recording. I feel like we lost the moment because that was so good. I know. I just. What know. do you do at Loophole, man? Since you're like an awesome personality, apparently. I, I just I, I basically manage the creative team, so creative. Yeah, director. Give us some details. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> Give us some details. Uh, so, you know, no. Uh, so basically, we uh, we have all of our creative, and we pulled it all in house. And so we have a team of designers, social media, copywriters, mm-hmm. um, and we do all the website content. We do a seasonal guide now, the catalog stuff, um, our commercial spots, any video production that goes. That you know that whether it's on YouTube, social media, mm-hmm. um, or in broadcast, uh, that just basically all goes through my team, and we you know, we crank it out on the daily. And we got I got a really good team of folks that grind every day to to generate content, and then mm-hmm. to make sure that we're you know basically just trying to create a two way conversation. Yeah. Between all of our fans and all the people that use the product as much as possible so that we That's can awesome. not only teach them about the product, educate them, tips and tricks and all that sort of stuff. Because at the end of the day, everybody that works at Leupold, are, we're all really hunters and shooters and we appreciate the yeah. outdoors. And we've all come there from different backgrounds and perspectives just mostly because we, we really just want to be a part of the outdoor lifestyle. And so awesome. I want to make sure that the content that we create really represents that. And so yeah. – um, I've, I've really have tried to wrap in that perspective. Like, so even in our podcast that we do, yeah, I was just going to say, shout I, that out because if they listen to this, they might be interested in yeah, it. Podcast. It's the Leopold core insider podcast. And, um, it's, we don't have a singular host. I, we basically have six, seven people that will host it. And if there's a topic that someone is passionate about, I encourage them That's to actually cool. to, to create a podcast and we'll go through it, edit it and we'll, we'll post it because yeah. the, we really just want to make sure that everybody knows that the people under that roof really appreciate everything that is either hunting and or shooting yeah and, and we don't just you know no one no one's faking it like we, we may be good or bad at it but we're not faking it <laughs> right you know right. why I mean? did you look at me it's, no. <laughs> he's like look i'm bad yeah. I, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible i'm just ter- I'm, I'm terrible at everything that i do but that doesn't mean that i don't love to do it it's just, i'm terrible at it i will i um, will second that though what you said because i was in uh i got to see get the tour of yeah. the whole like i get facility mm-hmm. i'll say and it's incredible um, I have a completely different respect for because I didn't know a lot of the stuff that I got to see, like with rifle scopes and everything that goes into it, all American made, which I don't think people realize. I'm sure people who know realize it, but a lot of people don't. You guys do everything there, yeah, which got- is insane. But I did get to meet a lot of the people at Loophold, and everybody is uh, they're passionate about what they do. It's mm-hmm. not a miserable nine to five like you'd find maybe at another company, right? So yeah, it's, no, it's really cool to see. It, it it's a great place to work. It's a great place to be. And I, I so I came from Nike before that, which is known for having a great company culture and it, uh-huh. there's you know a lot of perks and all that stuff that go along with it. And I mm-hmm. I made that move because I really like the outdoors and I, yeah. I grew up in Montana and I, I I wanted to be more connected to the outdoors and yeah. I, there's a lot of people that are that that work in that office that have done very similar things and and yeah. it's it's palpable. I mean, you can you can feel it when you walk the halls in there. It's it's a, it's a great place to be. Yeah, I can agree with that. I all the time I hear about people who just had a piece of paper with a degree and got a job in the outdoor industry but had never done any hunting or any like 
not, not that they had to be a hunter to work in the outdoor industry, but like zero outdoor activities, like from the city life. And it's like, they just don't get how the industry works and how to implement certain things in a brand or a, a product or whatever. So it is cool to see when you go there and you have that like outdoor vibe within a brand. Right. It, you just feel good about it. And that's the one thing that we wanted to do when I, when I took over the, the creative part of the team is that um, we really wanted to move it from a brand that's, that speaks to people to a brand that talks with people. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's not about what we do like internally. Mm-hmm. It's about what we help everybody do. Mm-hmm. And being able to, again, it's that two-way conversation, being able to represent our core and our audience base and be able to shine a light on them as much as possible. That for me is the most important thing. So we, I mean, we share a lot of our, our fans photos on Instagram and Facebook and, um, you know, and Twitter. And we, we try to bring in as many of those stories as possible because if, if everybody wasn't out there experiencing the outdoors and, and chasing their dreams and finding their epic moments and and doing what they want to do, then we wouldn't even exist. And so if, if we can't shine a light on that in an authentic way, then Mm -hmm. we're doing a disservice to everybody that we're connected to. Mm -hmm. And so you lose a little bit of that. Um, curated, really finely tuned content creation that you might find from other brands or even yeah. other industries. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't care. Like I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need polish to tell that good story. Right, I, right. Well, I, I think too though is is you guys have a respect in the industry as being a premium brand uh, and a respected brand. You know, I've never heard somebody say anything bad about Loophole Products and. Well, you know, for all my boys in Illinois that go out that don't even have anything to do with the podcast, just friends, and I, I told them about what we're doing out here. They're like, dude, my grandpa, he only he swears by those scopes. That's the only thing he will use and because he, I grew up on it. It's the only thing I'll use. It's the only thing my daughter will use. So you guys have, like, that heritage, and it, you just it, it's cool to see that you guys involve people who use the products yeah. because, like you said, there is some companies out there kind of, like, above that to where, like, oh, we're only doing this. And you can send your stuff in, but we're not going to put it anywhere. (laughs) It just makes people feel good when stuff like that gets posted and whatever, you know? Absolutely. So that's cool. I was like, did you guys notice how super professional I sounded out there? You must run a tight ship at work. (laughs) It was like (laughs) day. I know. Well, you know, (laughs) here's the thing. This is supposed to be a bullshit episode, but we got tight. We got down to the nitty gritty on each one of you guys a little bit, which I like. That was good. Yeah. I did go, play the best <laughs> song in the world, or I will eat your soul. If that doesn't make people love Loophole alone, then <laughs> something's wrong with them. <laughs> like, they hired you. Things are good over there, I'm sure. Yeah. That's the man behind the content. <laughs> or they're really bad. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get it, to be honest with you. You know? No, I he couldn't have been that bad. He was in charge of the selective process of us. Yeah, that's true. Here. We're so. here because except of him. for me, I think I think <laughs> Mike picked <laughs> someone <me>. else. Picked <laughs> you made the joke, but I know you were joking. You're like, how the fuck? How that? It's my podcast. How the fuck did this guy get picked? <laughs> I, I thought we were doing our co-branded one, but we're not. I did not make that joke. He said, "Hey, Bram, I want to do this bow hunting guy in there. He's East Coast or doing like whitetail thing." And I was like, Midwest, Ooh. Midwest, East Coast. I'm in Illinois, bro. You know what? <laughs> Hold the phone. I'm testing your audience. You can't give it away like that. You 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 lay that out, and then when the comments come back in, be like, "Oh, dude, that dude said East Coast." You know, you're totally Midwest. It's it, and it, then you it's know, better like, if I correct you mm. on the show than have to deal with the comments after. Oh, okay. Well, I'm. They're great people. They're Apparently, great people. my now you know. my surveying system is <laughs> you did in, incorrect. You did say they really like trucks. <laughs> <laughs> they they do like trucks, right? Though. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're truck people, man. Probably hasn't like pulled that out though. Yeah, I mean, and me, so I'm probably just being judgmental. Maybe they're all super. I just guys. assume mm. maybe everybody's got an outback. Uh, most, I mean, a you, lot of outdoor you, people you, drive you, trucks, you, yeah, yeah. or outbacks, <laughs> according to uh, Subaru Bajas. Kurt, it's a Subaru with a pickup bed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yep, that's I'm a, sure there's a lot in Portland. That's a nice truck. <laughs> so is a Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, yeah. A, lots of plastic. That's a real fancy truck you got there. Um, Where were we going? Let's get know. you a truck sponsor for the podcast. Let's, yes, dude. Let's work what on one. Truck sponsor? Do you want somebody um, out there? You right know, now. I feel like the way you made your comparisons earlier that we probably just deserve uh, Toyota Tacomas. Mm. I. I kind of like Tacomas. I like Tacomas. Yeah, I feel like they're pretty trendy in the industry, though. Are they? Tacoma, Toyota? Like, here, here's the thing. It's is it good because size. they're practical? They are yeah. practical. <laughs> because they're practical. And they're great That's on gas. Because they're they reliable. Because <laughs> they're not going to break down when you're in the middle of nowhere. 
Hey, you go you go hunting like the mountains in Colorado. I don't know, I'm probably in, in Oregon somewhere. You see Toyotas a lot. Yeah, no, I said yeah. they're trendy. I didn't say that was bad. <laughs> I said they're trendy. Yeah, but a lot of people even drive like 90s ones. Like yeah. that's a thing around like home. single cab. Like ones? they want yeah, like yeah. the 80s and 90s because they're so short, short yeah. wheelbase. We need to take a quick, <laughs> quick time out. Take two steps back. <laughs> I think you made a snap judgment oh. <laughs> on the word trendy, assuming um, that Sierra trendy did. I did. has a negative connotation. Puffy coats are trendy. Does that make them not warm? Well, you didn't say hipstery. Is hipstery and trendy the same type well, I of think thing? trendy uh, would be considered hipsterish? kind of, yeah, negative. Really? Even yeah. if it's no. functional and worth the I mean, trendy trend? is like everybody's into it right now, but okay, it okay. might not be mo- the best thing to do. Let me, you know I mean? but, but it also might but be. It, so would it you is? rather be called trendy or a hipster? Or is that the same? I think those are different. Right? How? I don't know. I I really am confused what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you're like these are these are exact definitions that I do not fully understand, <laughs> and I'm not willing to comment on until I fully do we capable need, of understanding. Do we need to Google hipster and trendy? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that a trend isn't necessarily bad. A trend can be a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can. Yeah. So there it is. That's the professional. Like an upward out. trend in product sales. Yeah. <laughs> That's so not well, the same thing I feel like about. I feel like you're a Ford brand. I think you, Ford should sponsor you. <laughs> I feel like I'd rather go Chevy, but... Perfect. I was going to say that, but I didn't want... <laughs> Another I actually, test. And <laughs> I actually drive I think, a half ton. I, I got my Chevy. The five-hour drive from Portland over here, we talked about our Chevys yeah. most of the way. And you liked mine. Yes. You liked each other's Chevys? We did. That's cute. Chevy nice. And you know what my Chevy does? Drives? Mm, gets better gas mileage than a Toyota. <laughs> oh, that is... Actually, it's it's factually really that's it not a lie. No, no. It's, it's factually true. I've owned true. three Toyotas. I know. Yeah. So and so that's what. I, but does that more? Does that more power? It, yes. <laughs> Is it more reliable? Yeah. Liar. Um, well, maybe. Probably not more reliable, but... <laughs> you know, what is the definition of reliable, anyway? I will tell you, it's Leupold. <laughs> Bam. Clean. See what I did there? I liked oh it. Full gosh. circle. Guaranteed for life. Over in three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. We can close this out at any time. We're probably about right there, anyway. we got to finish these drinks and get to bed for a hunt tomorrow, huh? I thought we just got started. What time is it? It's not that late. We've yeah. been going for 43 minutes. And we, have we? I shoot, I thought Do you have we had a cutoff? 43 no, more. we can go as long as we want. Podcast I'm worried about the battery dying on my Zoom here, but did you right. plug it in? We didn't get no, into any of the power. hot topics that I was really expecting. What getting do you want into. to talk about? I yeah, well, you know, what do you want to get all steamy about? Mm. Let's talk about it. Interesting. Like the clothing. Did, store? Have you ever talked about your tattoos? Too many times. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I obviously don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did just realize he has Smokey the Bear with a almost with a mustache though. Mustache. Oh, he's got his little faded. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, but doesn't that look like a little mustache? Yeah, he's got a little fade in there. No, lips. it's his lips. It's his well, I know it's his lips, but it's his jowls. Oh, I actually feel like Brandon just called out your tattoo artist, and I want to know who did that one so he can actually track Brandon down. <laughs> that I feel a... like I feel like there's a fist fight happening. Ooh, okay. He's a, he's from Columbus, Ohio, so I don't think he's going to make the drive to Idaho. What no. if he's really angry? I'm just yeah. talking about hey, the buddy. angle. I get what you're the saying. Looks it's like... his upper jowls, you know. Who was the dude that you said is on your podcast that has a phenomenal mustache? Doug. Doug Schmidt. Yeah. Mustache Doug. Yeah, mustache Doug. Mustache Doug. You're, you're saying that ne- I got this? Next time you're with him. In hiding? Next time you're with him. I see what you're, you're saying. You <laughs> ask mustache Doug what oh, he thinks about that. I see what you are saying. I, I never looked at it from this way. You know what? Two seconds. I know my tangent. I want to go down it real quick. <laughs> oh, do it. So as we're sitting here talking, I've noticed that you're drinking a Michelob Ultra. Oh, so, I was going to bring that up earlier, yeah, actually. No, so, so this is something that, that must be addressed. This is going to get This is going to get some backlash. No, and it should. No, it should. No, here's the thing. <laughs> but, hey, I, I agree with what, what about your about yeah, type of tangent. So I will, I will f- never back. Hold on. Um, Can I say something real quick? You may. We're Iowa, Illinois. Everyone's Bushlight fans. Right yeah. now, everyone's pissed at Bushlight. Why? Because there was a football fan from Iowa. They were supposed to match the donation. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Bushlight did. Yeah. And it turns out the guy was like, oh, something angry, blur, and that was. Anyway, I think Bushlight did everything right. They donated money. They're going to make cans of the kid's face on it, like a special edition thing. I think they backed out on that. I don't know all the details. I think it's stupid. But we got people messaging us going because we're known for drinking Bushlight on the show. Mm. What are you guys going to drink now? Coors Lattes? Coors Lattes? Which, absolutely not. And 
So everyone's asking time if out, we're going to switch out, beer. Out, this out. is where you take first, over. First and foremost, why not Coors Lattes? Obviously, that's not the real name, but there's just a be- there's better beers. So I, I would concur. Um, here's the deal. So we posted a picture. You posted a picture. I was a tag in that picture yes. of of a, a tiny cart full of just a little bit of snacks uh-huh. on the way out here, and then we had two. Uh, cases of uh, Michelob Ultra because I was like, "Hey, what beer do you want?" And you're like, "Blah blah 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 blah." I was like, "Great, we'll get Michelob Ultra." How many cases of Monster? <laughs> just a couple of those too. Just eight. Just eight. Just just eight. not eight cases. Eight, cases. eight, eight, eight yeah. monsters. <laughs> and and people are all like, "Oh, Michelob Ultra, bad." Yeah. And here's the thing, <laughs> <laughs> bitch cans, bitch cans. So that's, that's and, over and over. No, I totally get it. It's a tiny little can. And w- here's the thing. A when it comes to a light beer, the Ultra is actually pretty darn crisp and has a nice pop of flavor. You argue that against me. I can't disagree. You can't disagree. I'm drinking one right yeah, now. Yeah, and it's and I, it's delicious. And my hands look huge. It, it, so that was my second point. So you make fun of the can. You put the can in your hand, and I got to tell you, you feel just a little bit hey, bigger. Try doing it with finger tats, especially if you right? grip, if you drink it like this, like a barbarian. Yeah. yeah. Now, like barbarian. now, here is the third, Don't the do third, that. the third point about the ultra. Sneaky good for you, right? Sneaky good, Sneaky good for, for you. Good for, Ninety calories. Ninety-five yeah. calories. Ninety-five calories. Two point six carbs. Yeah. yeah, low carbs. So people keto. have yeah, keto so, diet. Yeah, that's so that's a trendy thing, by the way. Dude, if you're doing a salt <laughs> that is, water that diet, is a trend. that is not. But a, is that a good trendy or a bad trendy? Now here, so oh, oh no, oh. let's not go down mm-hmm. that road. No, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I actually do not. I I think that it is good for whoever feels that it is good for them. I will not. It is a trend. Well, so is crack. I guess neither good nor bad. <laughs> no, I will actually. There's a ton of ways. I'm going to actually draw. I'm going to draw a line in the sand and say crack is bad. <laughs> actually, based okay, off of your last bad. jury <laughs> duty. Yeah, my last jury duty. So, oh my god, don't want that's a rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, don't go down that one. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Hey, minus I, the rock and roll. I will say that nickel Boltras are good beer. And, They're great, and I will drink them more often after this hunt camp. Yeah, and all you just got to say, hey, no, 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 no. Do not make fun of me and my tiny can. <laughs> this beer is actually delicious and good for you, and that's why I call it my workout. Is it technically Your a tiny beer? can? Yeah, it's just because it's a little bit. T- it's just I mean, taller. Look, it's taller. Yeah, it's, it's taller. One. It's just skinnier. Yeah, it's, it's easier. But here's the thing: tall? short and stubby versus. We talked about this. Skinny. If they just made the can normal, everything's fine. Yeah, no one, no one gives you a hard time. The bad thing about Michelobultro, it's, it's not really a bad it's thing. The it's the bad look. It's always hot chicks on a beach in Miami that drink it and post spring break photos. That's what gives it the bad rap. That's the root of all this negative bullshit or, with nickel bullshit. Or is it because it's the exact same can as a White Claw, but mm. just with a different wrapper? Dude, no I really enjoy it. Dude, I've been saying it. I love White Claws. I love White Claws. But nickel bullshit is pretty damn good. What you got to say? Lucas is upset. You, you had a deep, deep thought going on there. There's a lot of backlash in White Claw right now. And I, and and you know what? Again, is it because it's trendy? It, no, it isn't. Ooh. But you know what? Here's the deal: people get all caught up in like whether trends are good and bad. Just let a trend be a trend. Let it ride out. Do what Just you got to do. Drink what you like. <laughs> let it do you. Here's the thing: so a, I have no fashion sense. I'm terrible when it comes to fashion. Um, people are always like, "You dress like it's 1999." I was like, "Yeah, totally." And in 20, that's your era, though. Yeah, and, and in 2029, <laughs> it's gonna come back because it's all cyclical, right? Because it's all You're trendy. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You, you just do you. You let it ride out. Once every 30 hey, years, I will I'm going to be right. You, you know how. You know what? You, you guys know are, how you know that's true because of the way it is. I was going to say. I was <laughs> I looking. Love, I love nature. You guys nature. are trendy right here because you guys both it's have Sika jackets on. That's trendy. I'm just cold. You is know I'm right. Shirt? Is that a sponsor of your guys? No, I don't have sponsors. I am like we were joking he, earlier. He sponsors but, himself. Yeah, I sponsor my. That's I pretty am, good gig. I literally am nobody. Like you guys are like, oh, I've got like thirty thousand Instagram followers. I've got like two hundred thousand Instagram followers. I have hundreds of thousands of downloads a month, and I'm like, I've got two hundred friends and, <laughs> and, and, on MySpace. And, Four subscribers to and, YouTube. And to be fair, and I sing um, love songs. Like most of the time, I don't think they know that they're my friends. <laughs> but that's fine. Like. That's a good thing though, because you no one's uh you keep your circle tight. I'm just gonna make it feel better and say yeah. that. No, yeah, it's really tight. It's like me and me. <laughs> so that, but yeah. I like I like me. It's you're no, yeah, you're good. We get along. I got three. Hey, you know what we didn't do? We didn't talk about your guys' bucks, but I think that we will force ourselves to do another podcast this week. 
and talk about bookstores. We should do one tomorrow. tomorrow. When yes, up top. <laughs> when we, when for we the kill. listeners, me and Sarah just gave each other high fives. It's pretty rad. Well, <laughs> even though she said no. Well, you know, didn't I didn't try to hold her hand. Even though you guys are tagged out, you guys are going to stick around for the remainder of the hunt. Is that what's happening? Well, well. apparently I've been put to film duty, and with um, <laughs> since I'm with terrible one and two. <laughs> Here, I, so gonna, I've again, got to spend a day with each of you now. Time so. out, two steps backwards. <laughs> or um, half a day. Fun fact about Brandon. So a. The best fisherman in the world. I think we covered that. Yeah, yeah. Bass that's, a, that's, a, that's a far stretch. So, and here's that's the thing. A far stretch. So, but I do my due diligence, right? When I'm when I'm saying, hey, who's going to go on these hunts with Leopold? Because we got to a make sure they're rad people. Yeah. B make sure they're super cool. Well, you pick them to. I was kind of just the guy that got picked by somebody. Else. I was going to say like, also only this? slightly inappropriate. I was getting to you right there. Oh. But you you jumped in. I figured <laughs> I'd shit on myself. Slightly inappropriate. You. Yeah. You're the middle finger. He went thumb. I don't know why I'm acting like I can't cuss on my own show. I keep thinking that we're doing our joint thing. I'm like, just everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to say the word fuck. All right, sorry. <laughs> and three, did I do? I did a one and a two and a three. Oh, I forgot. You're doing great. How'd you get to three? How'd you, you get to two on you your middle finger? With a oh, for a, uh, <laughs> a two, multifaceted, multi-talented. Brandon Polinick, by the way, mm-hmm. is an amazing mm-hmm. photographer, dude. And that's no joke. And video. That's that, I gotta so, give you mad credit for that, man. Because you hunted with me this morning, filmed me and stuff, and I was like, I gotta look like a soup sandwich the entire time, and I look, I look good. <laughs> no, you did look good. Soup sandwich. Yeah. I I, post- I love a half sandy and a soup for lunch. No soup sandwich is like I don't have nice like I have nice camo, but this like I have a lot of element stuff, but I gotta get my my pants are too long, so I got like these field and stream pants, and I look like a. Like a Walmart hunter, but I that's still all right. want, I got to call out to whoever sent you those. It's just, I mean, do you, do you not realize who you're sending pants to? You you give this guy exact specifications. Well, like I got, I got a. I, it was a mix up, is what it tailored. was. Tailored. <sighs> I'm gonna get it taken care of. But anyway, you made me look good. Yeah. And uh, dude, you, your photography skills are insane. Top I, notch. The 200 I followers I have. They're gonna be so impressed. They, well, they, they, they that one picture. They're like, man, all two hundred of them were like that dude. <laughs> that dude. Is tight. See, I posted. I posted <laughs> one of the photos you took on my personal Instagram, which I have no followers on my personal Instagram, um, and barely any followers on the working class compared to you guys. But and I tagged you, so maybe you'll get like two followers from my personal page. So hey, thanks. Man. I appreciate every one of them. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, where else were we going? We're, we're gonna. We're you taking had it somewhere. A, you had a couple. Yeah. To say what else was up your sleeve? Oh, did, did I? Was, yeah, you were you were about to rattle some stuff off or <laughs> yeah. something. Dang, you guys got me sidetracked. You had that look in your eye. <laughs> hey, crazy, you got that? that crazy look <laughs> in your eye. <laughs> this is hunt camp, man. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. Never been to Oregon before. Before this, this is an experience. Had some close calls. We'll get into detail with those. I yeah. think on another yeah. podcast. We'll talk. Just... We'll talk about uh, the two killers and yep. the two non-killers. Yeah. So yeah. long story short, for the people who do not make which it to could, the next that could the be podcast. different. Yeah. I the next podcast literally yeah. could be different. This was a good icebreaker faith. for podcasting right. and hunting camp. You know, because yeah. at first we're like, we're too t- honestly too tired. And that's it. Like we we didn't really we haven't really done much drinking, no. which I know my listeners are going to think we just got drunk and didn't want to do one because yeah. they're more fun when you're drunk. But we've been tired. We've been yeah up and down and running around. And yeah. I literally posted a picture today of me on a mountain. <laughs> I saw. Which is one thing. Like beautiful. Illinois people probably you guys probably don't normally walk ten miles a day. No, actually I do. Up and down hills. You guys walk, don't have a lot of hills. Walking a lot <laughs> in the whitetail woods is doing more damage than it is good usually. Yeah. Most times, you know, slightly different approach. It's very different. the The heavy breathing and effort comes into putting in your set, and then it's all like a timing thing from there. Whereas here is like miles, you know, on foot get you opportunity by finding deer that are bedded off because you can see three miles yeah. out with your with your loophole binoculars or spotting scope, whatever you're using. See what you did there. You like that? And I like it. I, I I'm going to send you another hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. See what I did? Smooth. I'm like a TV guy. Um, and that's how you get paid to do podcasts. You get in free hats. You get paid in hats. <laughs> I get paid in hats. And then I sell those on Facebook Marketplace. And that's how I got to Oregon. Interesting. <laughs> Keep sending those hats. It's a struggle out here. Hey, you want a dream? you got to chase it. You know? Uh, all right. Well, everybody I can feel better, the steam Everyone better out. listen to the next one. All right. This is only the beginning, right? 
I'm going to give, give everybody so. the opportunity to say something, and then if not, I'm going to just sign around. Closing thoughts, eh? Already? Yeah, you I want like one? it. No, we're going to start with Brandon. Already? All right. <laughs> I mean, it's phenomenal, but it's like not really a closing because yeah. I feel like we're going to continue to tomorrow. Continued. We're yes, leaving yeah. this on a dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lucas wants some closing thoughts. Cut it I, like, off. I feel like when, I mean. I was going to go dot, a, two, three. You know what the dot, dot, dot is actually called? Ellipsis. It is. Ellipsis. There you go. Is that I t- it? I, no, I, I told you, fact? this dude is brilliant. <laughs> he wears many hats. Best fisherman in the world. Oh, my gosh. Great photographer. Knows ellipsis. Knows ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the key points. Yeah. It's because I had to take uh, English 99 in college. You know, couldn't I'm even, just saying. Couldn't even take the full credit. I'm just saying. I mean, he didn't kill a giant moose and, like, every other animal in the world like Sierra. But I would give Sierra more compliments, but it, she makes me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> it's tough. So you try to break her down before no, 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 you bring no. her back up. How do I no, do no. That? You just leave her baseline on her own. Baseline. I've told you every day you're going to kill a big one, and then you come back and say, "Hey, I've I will seen say one dude." <laughs> hey, I will say this, Lucas, because I'm. The, I, we got to add this in before the show ends. I'm the only one bow hunting here. Me and Charles Barkley. And True. Lucas didn't so have a whole lot of faith. Just make him feel worse, and still He's got has a rifle. It. Still, Lucas has a rifle. <laughs> And still has a Xenobuck. You know, <laughs> hey, I drew, I drew back on one. That's a story yeah. for another podcast. That's time out. Tomorrow's two steps back. a new day. Time okay, out. Guys. Two steps back. What did I You're say? Day one. one. You said you guys are the most important part here. Yeah. I want you guys you to tag out first. <laughs> you did. So you, you did like say it? that. Me and old Sammy went such to the, a guy. We went to the back forty. You know what the back forty is? What the place where they don't have deer. <laughs> <laughs> and you. <laughs> It's actually a doe, no, a deer, a female deer, a great place to take your gun for a walk. <laughs> if you go do down that ridge story. and walk up, you'll eventually get to the top. <laughs> but you won't see any bucks because there will be no luck because this place has no deer. <laughs> oh man, that was pretty good. So. Signing off. All right. My final thought. All right. That was a good one. Thank you. Go shoot your bow. We love you guys. Peace. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 930 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.